Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Pet Psychic Radio Show on blogtalkradio.com, starring Laura Stinchfield, the Pet Psychic. Hey everyone, I'm Laura Stinchfield, the Pet Psychic. I can hear animals telepathically for a living now as well as those who have crossed over. I dedicate this show to teaching humans and animals how to understand each other better. Log on to thepetpsychic.com, that's thepetpsychic.com, and sign up for Laura's newsletter and you'll you will get a free PDF book with tips on animal communication and free access to watch the Learn About Animal Communication class. You're listening to the Pet Psychic Radio Show on blogtalkradio.com. Call in at 917-889-2693. That's 917-889-2693. Join us in the chat room. I'm your producer and co-host, Aiku Sahara. We have Kendra and Diana on the phones. And welcome to the show. Hello. Hello there. Hello, hello. Calling all animals and yes, people. Calling all animals. <laughs> uh, if anyone hears uh, barking in the background, that's Aloha. Who's? I know. I heard here. Aloha earlier. I was wondering if everybody could hear her. She, I thought she was like calling all the animals for us. <laughs> I think that's what she was like, doing. Hey, all the animals. She was quiet all the way until it started. So. <laughs> I know, I noticed that. I do. I yeah. think she was like calling everybody. Yeah. Remind your people. Turn on the computer. Yes. Yes, yes. Uh should we I guess uh we're gonna be taking some calls soon. We have a very exciting guest later in the show today. I'm so excited we're gonna have Ricochet the Surf Dog who you should no, watch the video. She's the coolest she's the coolest dog ever. Yeah, amazing. You can watch the video on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash radio, and we have it posted there. So if you get a chance, kind of you can put it on in the background right now. Check it out. It's really, really, really good. And I'm I know, so excited. And that, that video has brought a lot of people to tears, I think, you know, because it, it's just so beautiful. Yeah, it brought me to tears. I know, I, me too. And I you would think I would be somebody who would be brought to tears easily watching animal videos, but I'm actually not. But that was so touching to me. I just thought she's like the coolest dog. Yeah, I'm not a teary person when it comes to kind of, you know, emotional videos and that kind of thing, especially because I'm a vid- videographer, you know. So for me, I'm like, uh, <laughs> I sit there and watch like people crying on wedding videos all day long. But um, when I watched that one, it was really touching. I mean, Aww. yeah, Ricochet is pretty amazing. So, well, let's uh, take some phone calls. And uh, I'm going to go straight to... I'm just going to take a call and go for it. What do you think? Yeah. No why I'm not? Just gonna, yeah, why not? Okay, let's see. Uh, hey, you're on Pet Psychic Radio. Welcome Hello? to the show. Hi, tell us about your animal. Um, my uh, animal is a little gray Arab mare named Marshmallow. This is actually an update. Awesome. Oh, good. Um. I had adopted her back in December, or, yeah, back in December right before Christmas and um, had actually talked to you guys back in January about her, like what her training was like and things like that. Um, and so I was calling today um, to say that, A, it's, it, I think it's going pretty well. Um, she's put on a ton of weight and she doesn't even look like the same horse that came in in November. Um but my my question was uh what um I'm working doing a lot of groundwork with her because it doesn't that seems to be where the biggest hole in her training is. And so we've been working with a plastic bag at the end of the lunch whip and she'll stand there like a champ with that thing hanging off her face, waving around, sitting on her back end, that kind of stuff, and around her feet. But when I ask her to move over it, um, to like lunge in a circle and go over it, she resists and she kind of backs off. 
and get scared. So what do you want her what do you want her to do exactly? You want her to, to walk over it, did you say? Right. Like you know, like like you please um so I have a lunch whip and I you know, I want her to lunge around me in a circle. So you go to the hip and you move the hip. And when I do that, she'll go in a circle, but if the bag is in her path, she'll either try to crowd me or she'll stop and put the brakes and like move out to the side. Um, uh-huh. to avoid going over the bag. I can okay. lead her over okay. it. Okay, hold on. Okay. I don't want that bag anywhere near me. I don't trust it. And I don't trust why it's moving so fast. I don't understand what I'm supposed to do with it. And I don't understand why it's necessary. I don't see all the other horses working with a bag. Why do I need to do that? What do we tell her? Well, the other horses do work with a bag, and um, it's to help desensitize her. So, like, if she were to see something like that, um, you know, it doesn't, she says, like... She but I'm not running away. But what? I'm not running away, she says. She says, but I'm not running away. I'm there okay. with it. I'm not running away. Okay. So and that's true. I'm actually kind of I'm actually confused on what exactly she has to do. What do you, when you say she has to step over it, what do, what does that mean exactly? I'm confused. Like if there were okay, so there's there's like stuff in the round pen, like so that a horse, so it's not such a sterile environment. Uh huh. And and so, you know, if you're whether you're riding on the trail, hacking around a ranch, sometimes there's stuff laying around, and right. The purpose is, you know, so that the, if the horse sees it, you know, say, you know, a plastic bag gets out of the trash can on the ranch, that she doesn't yeah. panic and bolt, you know, when right, it's around her. Bolting, she's, but she's not bolting. She's freezing. Right? And so, yes. what, so what do you want her to do? You want her to actually step over it so it's under her body? Or right. Just do to walk you want over her top of it? To walk, she, you want her to walk over top of it. Like, she doesn't have to, like, actually step on it, but just, you know, like, be able to be, walk you know. Yeah. In its vicinity, you know that I kind would, of thing. Yeah, you know what I think I would do? Because it's really hard because we're going against, like, like with that exercise, you're going against her instinct, right? Like, typically, in an, if she's scared of something, her instinct would be to flee, right? So she's not fleeing. Right. So you're actually... You actually are doing pretty well there that she's not fleeing. But, like, really, if you think about it, she doesn't really know what's in that bag. Like, do you really, like, maybe, like, I can see why she doesn't want to step right over it because she also knows that it can lift and fly. So, Mm -hmm. um, but you can lead her around it, which is actually, to me, a really good thing because then then she's trusting you to lead lead her. And she's making the decision, okay, like, there's enough Base here where I don't have to exactly walk over it. So what okay. I think I might do, do for her to make it sort of like more of a game and like where she can, because she doesn't quite understand it either. Because um, she's actually smarter than you think, you know. So um, oh, yeah. what I'm like, have you tried putting like two poles and then um, so that she has to walk down like the alleyway in between two poles? And then put the bag in the middle of the of it, so then it's really clear, like, we're walking the poles, and, oh, it's in the middle, and I see the bag, and it's okay, you can walk through it. We we haven't done that yet. That's, that's one I of the next things that I'm going that to do. It, because then it would be more stimulating an environment where maybe you would be in, because if you were just out at the farm and there was a bag, everyone would just walk around it. But like right. if you're in like if you're in a trail situation where you're in between two trees or something and then there's a bag, mm-hmm. then she needs to walk over it. So I almost 
I'd almost create okay. that scenario so it makes more sense in her mind. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. But it does. Let me let me tell her the purpose is just to like be brave and walk over it. Okay. But I understand why she's kind of confused on why she has to do it. But hold on. She says that she knows that it can fly up, and she doesn't really like the feeling of it under her belly. But if, but you're, uh, I can't say that you're convinced that it won't fly up, because what if a gust of wind comes, right? Right. I'm going to just tell her that she just sort of has to trust that it's going to be okay. Well, okay, I'll try it. I don't know. I sort of feel like she's making the smarter decision. Well, no, I understand that. And she's a smart horse, and I can see that. That's one of the things that I sensed about her, you know, when I saw her walk off, you know, the trailer or whatever. This is a smart horse, but, you know, because she'll she'll walk, you know, she'll run around the round pen, and she'll stop before she, like, runs over, trips over the big ball. Like, she does that. I think. Yeah, so she's thinking and she's she's actually calculating that bag might catch wind and might go under my belly. I should walk around it. Right. Like, I, I get her. I get her. So I think I, that I would do, like, stimulate more of a situation where she would actually have to work, walk over the bag, like if there's two barriers and then she, and that's the only way she can go. Okay. Does that make sense? Yep. Hey, can you ask her quick if she likes her name? If she likes her what? Name. Okay, sure. If she likes her name, Marshmallow. I like her name. (laughs) I know, I like her name too. She says, yeah, I love my name. Okay. It's a great name. I sort of feel like my name is soft and it's comforting to me. It makes me feel like I'm getting a hug. Oh, my God, how cute is that? That's really cute. Chris, thank you so much for calling in with the update. Thank you. And good luck with Marshmallow. Thanks, Laura. (laughs) Bye. Sure. That's such a cute name. I know. See, that's kind of like one of those things where animals are smarter than, I don't want to say smarter than her because I'm not necessarily that, but animals are really smart. Sometimes we don't give them enough credit. Yeah, right. Let's go to our very special guest. This is our most exciting moment. We're going to have Judy and Ricochet. Hi, Judy. Hi. Welcome to our show. We're so excited to have you and Ricochet on. Well, thank you for having us. Um, so for all of you uh, listeners who haven't, um, who don't know who Ricochet is, please go to surfdogricochet.com and you can get more information about Ricochet, but Judy, tell us a little bit about Ricochet and how he became this amazing surf dog, and what does he do now? Well, Ricochet was in training to be a service dog for somebody with a disability. That's the plan that I had for her, and she started out as a puppy, as so brilliant, learning everything really young and things like that, but when she was about 16 weeks old, she kind of shut down and would walk away from training sessions and became very lackadaisical, and it lasted for many, many months. And um, then she developed an interest in chasing birds, and certainly service dogs can't do that. So I I finally had to make the decision to release her from that role, and I wanted her to still do something meaningful with her life because she was brought into this world, and I thought maybe she could do some fundraising and... The first um, fundraiser that we did was for a 14-year-old boy who is a quadriplegic due to a car accident when he was a young child. And he surfs, and Ricochet surfed, and I thought, well, you know, that would be a great first fundraiser to kind of show the two together and what they their interests that they shared. And my idea was just to have them both surf on their own surfboards on um, the same wave, uh, and I could 
I was going to videotape it and use it as the promo for the fundraiser. But when we were out there that day, they did. They wrote a couple waves in on their own. And then at one point, Ricochet jumped off her surfboard and onto Patrick's. Mm -hmm. So it was pretty much Ricochet's idea to want to surf with people who have disabilities. So for some reason, when she heard me saying service dog, she thought I was saying surface dog. So Mm -hmm. now um, that's what she does. I kind of let go of what I wanted her to be and just let her be. And she has flourished into this amazing dog who has helped many, many humans and animals and taught me the lesson that we just need to let every being be who they are. And they can surprise us and be better than we could have ever imagined. So inspiring. She's so inspiring. Um, Laura, will you ask Ricochet for me uh, what uh, what made her... I think I lost oh, you. I, oh yeah. Oh yeah, I lost. I lost you. Do you hear me now? I do. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Laura, will oh, you yeah. ask Ricochet? I, yeah. What was the question? I'm sorry about oh. that. You, the, oh, that's okay. The connection. Okay, so I asked Ricochet um, what what made her jump onto Patrick's surfboard that day. Oh, good question. Okay, let's get Ricochet. I just sort of felt like he needed me. There was a sadness inside of him. And it made me sort of recognize something in myself. And I know that feeling of wanting to be someone but not really being able to be that individual. And I sort of felt that in him. I wanted his heart to be happier. And I saw that he was swaying the board to one side. And I thought maybe if I jumped on, I could stable him a little more. And I'm really happy that I did. Because it made me realize that my mom is someone who believes in people and believes in animals. And she saw something in me, and she just went for it. I couldn't do anything that I've done without her. It makes me feel really special. And I just want to say thank you to my mom because she knows a lot. And sometimes things got uncomfortable for her, but she never let go of the goal. And I just think that's really powerful. And I think that's important for all of you to know. Never let sight of the goal. My God, that is the cutest thing. I know. That video, Judy, that video is amazing. Well, you know, and it it, it's it's the this experience with Ricochet is one that I've never experienced before. It's very um powerful. It's very spiritual and I truly believe that every animal is here to teach us lessons and they all have a message. I just think that we don't typically listen. So the, the biggest thing that I learned, well, I learned so many things from her, but is to just listen to your animals and don't force them into doing things that they really don't want to do because they all have a gift. And whether it's being home and having you pet them and that's their gift to somebody like Ricochet who touches millions and millions of lives, it doesn't matter mm. what what they're here to do, but they are here to do something. Mm-hmm. And she makes you have to be so selfless, too, you know. And, and like, do you remember times when it was, like, a little difficult for you or something was challenging for you and the whole story with her? I mean, once you got going onto her work? 
Well, I was challenged with something that was interfering with um, her work, and it was Mm. very, very difficult. And I just, and it was at kind of right at the beginning when things were happening with Patrick, and um, she just began surfing with him and things like that. So, yes, I just persevered through it, and um, I'm glad that I did. It was it was difficult, but the thing that I learned through that, getting through it, was that goodness always prevails. I didn't always believe that, but I do believe that now. Mm, that's so nice. So nice. Um, you had mentioned that she's scared of like gunshots or popping noises. Do you want to ask her about that? Yes, she. Um, a couple years ago, we were at an event and they had these pretend gunfighters um, putting on like a little skit. And when they started shooting their guns, which I, I don't know what kind of guns they were, not real, but obviously they made gun noises. And at first she was very curious about what was going on. And she actually like like walked toward to see what they were doing. But then as time went on during their little performance, she became more and more apprehensive and then now she's acquired she's generalized any kind of pop noise to this experience so whether it's a balloon popping um, bubble wrap anything like that and she literally has a panic attack she starts shaking and yeah so Um, i have to really try to avoid wait but that first thing was at an event yes yeah, okay. So she didn't actually get injured by anything. No, 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 no. She did see no, other dogs. She saw other dogs react fearfully, so I don't know if that was part oh. of the problem, that she thought that was the correct behavior. Um, but yeah. my other dog um, is not afraid of gunshots. and you know, So she's been around my other dog when we've heard balloons pop or fireworks or things like that, but she doesn't take the... Um, how do you say it? Like, she doesn't seem to care that myself and my other dog are unfazed. She still gets really scared. Okay. Okay. Let's ask her. Hold on. I don't like it because it hurts my ears and it makes my teeth chatter. And it sort of makes my stomach feel like it's twisted. I don't like not knowing where something is coming from. And when I hear noises like that, I don't understand them and I don't know where they're coming from. And so one of the things that we can do, like, you know, I talk a lot about calming signals because I think they're so important. I think she needs to know them as well. So I'm going to tell her um, and all of you what they are again. So calming signals are body language that animals use to calm themselves communicate with other animals, and they use them to communicate with people as well. And some of these calming signals are blinking of the eyes, licking the mouth, yawning, uh, sitting down, lying down, stretching, uh, shaking, like they're shaking a lot of water off, um, holding up a paw can be one, coming to you on an arc, fake sniffing. We love these signals. We want to see these signals all the time. Lack of calming is what some of you probably intuitively already know. It's closing of the mouth, eyes staring, leaning on the front paws, body getting stiff. And from there, it can go into like a fear shake retreat or a retreat, or it can go into any type of aggression. And so what we want to do is we want to tell her, one, that um, that she doesn't need to know where all the noises are coming from. Like, it's, it's dogs and cats, they want to know where everything is coming from, but in our world, you can't possibly know where everything is coming from, so that's the one thing that she needs to know. The other thing is to really to lick and yawn and to blink her eyes when she's stressed. She is so connected to you that, like, I can tell that she's picking up on your thoughts and feelings, like, all the time. So what she really needs to do in these situations is blink her eyes, lick, yawn, stretch, 
and then look to you for guidance, and then you can tell her, like, oh, that was a balloon that popped, and show her a balloon, and then a picture it popping, and it just makes a noise. Or, oh, you know, there's an event, and they use that gunshot to start the event, and look at everybody, you know, getting excited. And just sort of explain to her, like, and even if it's, like, too stressful in the moment, you, when you're back at home and she's settled, you can even sit her down and say, you know, let's talk about when you got scared and how you could have done that differently. And so when you heard the pop, the first thing you do is lick and yawn and blink your eyes, and I want to tell you what that pop was so that you know. And then it sort of gives them the power of kind of starting to know, like, oh, okay, that's what that is. The more you explain to them, the better. But sometimes in the moment it's just too scary, and all you can do is just praise for a calming signal or teach a calming signal. Um, let me see what she says about that. I thought that that was something that gets you in the stomach bad, like a negative thought. You know how good thoughts make you happy? I thought, like, those noises, that's like a negative thought that hurts me. Well, that's interesting. Um, no, it's not a negative thought, but it does have a bad noise. Right? Mm-hmm. She says, that's interesting to me. Because all this time I was thinking there's something bad around me. And I thought, why does it follow me places? And some dogs feel even worse than me. But I'm going to be okay. I didn't hear that last part. Some dogs what? She said some dogs are even worse oh, than yeah. her. Mm-hmm. So, like, she, so like you said, she looks around and she sees that some dogs are worse. But really what she needs to do is pay attention to her own body and her own thoughts, and then when she's really nervous, turn to you for guidance. And that's, like, when you have to, like, it's really hard because especially when you're in the public eye and you're handling her and there's, like, a shot or something, there's something noise, and she reacts, it's hard not to go into, like, the explanation of why she's so scared, like, oh, I don't know why she's so scared, you know, and you just want to try and stay away from that and kind of stay positive and be like, oh, that was a balloon that popped, ricochet, you know, or, you know, lick and yawn and um, and just sort of bring her back to the present. Mm-hmm. So, Judy, uh, tell us, uh, does Ricochet have any fundraising events coming up? Um, we don't have anything planned right now, and that's pretty much the way Ricochet works is, I don't plan anything. I just wait for her to tell me what's next. So um, she hasn't said any, she hasn't told me anything with fundraising wise. So um, I don't know anything at this point, but I'm sure something will come up. It always does. Right. So yeah. Laura, let's ask Ricochet one last question, which is: um, Does Ricochet have any messages for the world, or um, anything else to say yeah. to mom? Okay. I should say that everyone should eat good food. (laughs) It's fun to go to food people parties. The other thing that I want to tell the world is if you have a person that loves you, give a little bit of yourself and they will give you a lot back. I really want to tell the animals this. Because people learn from animals. If you be yourself, and you show them what you can do, they might really be impressed. And they might help you become as important as me. (laughs) You're so cute. So cute. Thank you, Ricochet. And thanks, Judy, so much for coming on our show and everything you do with Ricochet. Uh, You guys are amazing. And you can... 
find Ricochet at surfdogricochet.com. That's surfdogricochet.com. And tell us, how do you spell Ricochet? R-I-C-O-C-H-E-T. And she's also on Facebook and Twitter under that name. Awesome, awesome. Okay, well, thank you so much. Thank you. How exciting. Ricochet is so cute. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, how sweet. I know. And I just love how she, um, that she really, like, talks about how her mom sees what's best in her, you know, and has run with that. It's, like, yeah. so important, I think, to, like, see see what's a positive in our pets and focus on that. Yeah, and Judy's just so amazing. I mean, without having a mom that's so nurturing, I mean, you know, Ricochet wouldn't have had that, be able to do what what she loves, you know? Exactly, exactly. What a good match. So cool. Let's uh, take a call. Uh, Yolanda has Chips, the standard poodle, who is five years old. He's black, and his picture is on Facebook. Very cute. I saw the picture. She moved away to school and wants to know how he feels uh, about the change. So, Yolanda, hi. Hello, guys. How are y'all? We're good. Hi there. Tell us, when did you move away to school and what's been going on? Okay, so I moved about maybe August, towards the end of August when school started. And I don't live too far. I probably live about 45 minutes away, but I rarely get to go home. And me and him were so close. And, like, I I miss him so much. And it's been hard for me to kind of get used to. And he was an inside dog. But then once I moved away, my mom, it was kind of hard for my mom to take care of him, like take him out for breaks and stuff. So um, she decided, which I was against, to um, have him outside with my other dog. And I just want to know how he felt about that, too, because I was totally against it. What's the other dog? What's your other dog? What does he look like? Oh, he's um he's like a Chewini. He's um brown and white. Oh, okay. Um he's his name is Becca. Okay. okay. Okay, let's get Chips. Hold on. Just the picture of Chips is so cute on Facebook. She's got a mohawk. <laughs> yeah. He's a poodle. Yeah. He's awesome. Okay, let's get Chips. I wanna tell my mom that I love her a lot and I wanna go live with her. I just miss her. And I miss her smell. And I miss her interaction. It's just hard for me. But I don't get the same attention. It's kind of bad that I'm outside. But it's good for my friend. Because my friend needed me. He was getting lonely, too. I kind of have a job taking care of him. Yeah. But, Mom, maybe you could come back and take me for a walk every day. Yeah. How, how often do you get home? Um, I try to go back every weekend, but there's times where, like, I won't go. I'll, I'll go, like, once every two weeks. Oh yeah, so it's been it's been really hard, and I was just I was very upset, and I noticed like when he was outside, um, I didn't I was so worried that he was gonna like because you know it's, I I I wasn't sure if he was gonna be able to to like take living in outside since he was so used to being inside all the time, and so like my yeah. you know my yeah my my uh, we built him like a a, a big doghouse insulated doghouse and stuff that. My mom. Um, I, can you ask him if um, how my mom's been doing with him? It looks like she doesn't like. It looks like she interacts with him every day, but I wouldn't say that she gives him tons of attention. Like it definitely feels like le- like less than more, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but hold on, let me see. She looks at us every day, <laughs> and she says nice things. What I'm sad about 
what I'm sad about is that she doesn't love me more because I'm Yolanda's. Oh. I'm like, why don't you love me more? Because I'm part of your daughter. You know what? That makes so much sense. And you should be taking better care of us. Mm. And I don't think that the house gets messy from me. <laughs> and we're really not that hard to take care of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My mom, she has a Oh, she does? So she, she, she thought it would be easier. Think, what did you say? She has to what? Oh, she has lupus, and she thought it would be better for them to be outside. She thought it would be easier for her. For Easier for her. Um, let me tell him that so that he understands that, that, um, that she's not always well, and that's why. Okay. Yeah. She does look like she smiles at him and everything, though. Like it doesn't look like she's cranky around him. She looks like she <laughs> smiles around him. No. <laughs> I think you should tell Yolanda take care of yourself. I'll be okay. Does he what know you're why? doing is important. Does he know why? What? Does he know why I moved away? Like, does he think, like, I, I just left and, like, I... No, like, of course you know, I know. You're getting better. You're getting smarter. <laughs> and you're becoming more independent. And one day you'll take me away. Yeah. I would know that. Aw, that's so neat. So no, Yolanda, what you Yolanda, do. are you um are you gonna when you're done with school are you gonna go back with um with chips? Oh yeah, for sure. I um well I have my own apartment, so I was kind of like the lease was done until July, so I was I and then I'm doing um summer. I'm going to school during the summer too, but I like I plan to go back more during the summer than I have Great. been recently. So maybe that's, Laura, that would be a good idea to t- keep explaining that to Chips, right? Like, I'm going to come yeah. back and visit. Yeah. And- yeah, yeah. I think, Yolanda, it sounds like you do talk to him a lot. He sounds like he understands. Yeah, like, I try. Yeah, it sounds like you're doing a pretty good job. So he does sound like he wants to be with you. I don't know if there's a way where you can find an apartment that allows dogs, but yeah, I need to. I I he does sound like yeah. I I, I try to talk like I, I was never sure if he understood or not. Like because I was I would always yeah. talk to him and try to explain. Yeah, he does understand. He really does, which is neat. Well, I hope that helps you, Alonda. Thanks so yeah, much for calling so in. Does. Thank you so much, guys. Nice I love you all. Yeah, you do an amazing job. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Did you see the picture of Chips? Yes, I did. Uh, it's so cute. So cute. I have a so special cute. place my in my heart for poodles. I know, me too. Me too. <laughs> okay, so uh, it's a very special time. We have Zach from Marley's Mutts on the show with us again. Hi, Zach. What's up, guys? Hi. We're so excited to have you on again. I love this uh, weekly segment. I, I so, figured that I would be dropped know, as right? very special because it's already <laughs> been like four times. I would have lost the very special. Oh segment. no, you're you're gonna always be very special. What if I bomb? What if I have a? What if I, there's a lull in the hilarity? You know, and my my market value drops. Uh, then, I don't think that's gonna happen. Yeah, we'll get the dogs to cover for you. That's yeah. a good point. That's a good point. Actually, we have um, we have today. We're going to be talking to Nora Jones, a black carrier. Mm-hmm. Tell us about Nora. Nora came from Tehachapi. She was a stray. Um, we usually don't follow up on call. Well, we follow up on calls like hers, but we don't um, usually rescue calls like hers because she was just a stray. We got a call from a, a lady that said there's this severely abused dog and that's trapped itself in my yard, and it's growling and, and biting, and um, she assumed that it had been beaten. Um, so because she had, this lady was obviously much older and sounded very nice on the phone, I said, oh, man, I guess I'll 
just for today for the karma points and because I uh I happen to have a few minutes of spare time I said all right I'll, I'll drive over there and at the very least um you know evaluate the situation and and see what's going on um so she, there she was I pulled up in my truck and there she was um kind of in the the front yard of this apartment complex in a corner and she was growling and she many times this lady would this gal would get close to her she she'd snap at her um but again this woman was very scared as well so the dog's scared the woman's terrified all the woman's body language is very you know uh, super hesitant super fearful uh so really i just walked right up to her and put a leash around her neck and uh walked her about three feet and then got on a knee and then she hasn't left my side since um no aggression whatsoever no uh, she hasn't been abused she was just a very very scared stray um and since then, she just immediately attached herself to me. Um, she did the same thing to my mom because I went out of town for a few days, and she kind of transferred that allegiance to my mom. Uh, but she's very hesitant of other people. Um, mm-hmm. She's very, very over-the-top hesitant. You know, she's very loud, and um, def- especially to my father, which is kind of bizarre because my dad, mm-hmm. dog, dogs seem to have a pretty good sense about uh, people's inherent goodness, I, I think. And um, especially with my dad, dogs almost always get along with my dad. And Nora just, I mean, she reacts so negatively to him that the other dogs will start to react negatively to him, which whereas they normally wouldn't. Uh, so I just kind of wanted to get a better feel for, um, yeah, I just wanted to try and understand some more about our little girl. And is she available for adoption? She sure is. She got spayed uh, this last week um, on this last Wednesday. And uh, she's perfectly off-leash trained. Like, we're hanging out in the front yard just responding to emails and phone calls, and she's just hanging out in the sun. Cool. Well, let's and find out what okay. she's, so, what's going on with her. Okay, so I have a confession that I lost the service for a little bit, but I'm back. So just give me the main questions to get me up to, to beat. She's she's very hesitant of, of new people, very, very hesitant uh-huh. of new people. Um, she... Uh, Obviously, she's been through some. She's a stray, so knowing nothing about her history, um, when she was found, she was very aggressive towards this gal. That yeah, I, I got that part. I got um, that part. Okay, so like, why are you so why are you so nervous of people, and what can we do to help? Yeah, Is that's amazing. Any way to find out what her, um, you know, she's such she's such a people dog. I mean, she really just velcros onto you. Um, that I wonder mm. if I um, if I don't need to keep looking for her owners, or if. Uh, Adoption is is the best route. I mean, she's just like the rest of the dogs. Okay. She goes through the process. Okay, I I got her. Hold on, hold on. I want to be adopted out. I don't want to go back to my people. My people are not nice. You used to hold me by my neck and hold me down on the ground, and I hated that. And sometimes they'd grab my stomach and grab my neck and hold me down. These people are so much nicer. I look really pretty now, don't I? I feel like a female now. I think before they treated me more like a male. I got to tell you something else. I met a lot of dog friends. I love dogs. This place is awesome. I don't like people because I'm worried they're going to grab my neck. And I don't like shifty eyes. So don't shift your eyes around me. Who likes you know shifty what eyes? Else? I know, right? <laughs> I think she's misinterpreting what shifty eyes are, you know. And don't bend down. I don't like you bending for me. And if you're going to step towards me, you better step slowly. Because if you move fast, I feel like I'm going to pee. Does she submissively urinate? Um, no. She um, she just is very aggressive. She barks a lot. She backs away. She's very, uh, she her frequency of of agitation is very, very high. She's really like rapid and and uh, she's very obviously stressed. Yeah, you know what I think I would do with her? 
I don't know if you're a fan of chiropractic, but I think I would get her adjusted. Because if she was, if she was like, um, held down a lot and it looked, sounds like maybe she was even kicked, she could be out in her atlas, which is at the base of the skull. And if you're out there, it can affect your whole nervous system. So she's already sort of dealing with being frightened in those situations, but if she's out there, it's going to make it even worse. So she's going to be even more reactive. So I think that could help her. I'd just muzzle her and get somebody to work on her. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. I um, have a couple of pet chiropractors up in this area. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah, that would be so good. That would be so good to do. Yeah, she and, also, uh, um, I have to throw this mm-hmm. out there. I hesitated at first, but hey, we're pals. Um, she she obviously had had puppies, um, and you know we got her spayed, so there's no more of that. But um, even pre spay, um, she's a, a female humper. She humps tons of things, including other dogs, uh, like a male. And she's never oh. seen that. She's not emulating behavior that she's seen here, because um, none of the dogs we have do that. Uh, right. But it's, well, uh, humping also is a form of dominance. Yeah. But she, you said she's humping other things also. She's not just humping dogs. She's humping, like, blankets yeah. and beds and stuff. Yeah, and, and um, my, my arm, which is, uh, if you heard a little disruption while we were talking, it's because she's oh. trying to help my arm. And she yeah. does, she's not doing it in a dominating posture, which is, because I'm used to seeing, it's more like a, um, when she's excited or even sometimes scared, it's like a default, like she'll, it's bizarre. I haven't seen. I mean, I've it's seen a nervous of, reaction, right? Yeah. Um, okay, let me ask her. What is she feeling like when she has that? You know, like what does she feel, and like why does she do it? And she's like one to be really good about the calming signals. Like if you could start praising her for those licking, yawning, blinking the eyes, like mm-hmm. or even like I'm not a huge fan of the clicker. In some situations, but in, like, click to calm, I actually am because it bypasses the language center of the brain, and you can actually get a lot done. So, like, especially with aggression, because there's, like, aggressive dogs are used to, many of them are used to being screamed at all the time by other people, maybe, Mm -hmm. and um, depending on the situation. But the clicker can actually bypass that and teach them faster, like, how to calm themselves and how to learn and how to listen to people. Um, okay, hold on. Let me ask about that one. It's just something I need to do. She said that her throat gets tight and that her thighs, her torso starts pumping, and it's just something she needs to do. It's like I can't stop it. They're telling me no. They're trying to get me to settle down. And it just doesn't stop. Have you ever felt that you have a brain and then a body? I don't always have control. And sometimes when I'm barking, like really barking, I think to myself, what am I doing? But I can't stop it. God, she needs body work, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think that will really help settle her. And that's worth a, you know, anytime we can put them in situations that they have to conquer a fear, go through a situation Mm -hmm. that... Fearful, it's always helpful. Um, she needs more exposure anyway, so um, it'd be a, it'd be a, a good trip to take her into town and get her adjusted. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us what happened. Yeah. She sounds like sorry. She sounds like she's getting more conscious too, which is good that she has the brain and the body. At least it's not just the body. <laughs> she's getting better and better. You know, th- to be fair, I spent you know every day with her for three days, and then I left, went out of town, um, and then now we're reconnecting. Uh, it's only been a day now, so she's uh, she is getting more aware, more calm, more settled. You know, feeling mm-hmm. permanent in her in her slot here, or feeling more comfortable in her slot here. You know, so I think uh, I think she'll be a lot more receptive in the coming days and weeks than she has been. Or a lot, I think there'll be a lot of change. And uh, tell us how people can get in contact with you about um, about her, about Nora. 
People can head to marleysmutts.com, and you can see pictures of her and her write-up and all that good stuff. Um, you can also check us out on Facebook, just Marley's Mutts Dog Rescue on Facebook. Um, and all my contact information is on there. Great. Well, and thank you? you again, Zach, for being yeah, on the show. Yeah, thanks, Zach. No problem, guys. Okay, we'll yeah. be uh, talking to you and give us an update next week on Nora. All right, sounds good. I will. Okay, okay bye. Well. Nora Jones. I wonder if she sings. That- no, seriously, that dog is so cute. I've been watching her on Facebook, and she's just like the cutest little thing. When I look at her, I'm like, I want that dog. <laughs> but See, I can't have another I dog. I, I don't know how um, Zach does does all that. I mean, I just end up, like, becoming an animal hoarder. <laughs> <not laughs> I know, one. right? It's so I know. Well, I think he does a good job at turning them over and rehabbing yeah. them. He's amazing. He's good. Marley's nice. I know. Amazing. Yeah, what Marley. I like about him too is he's so like calm about it. He's just like, yeah, he's barking. He doesn't get attached to their behavior. Like so many people get like attached to the behavior and then it's like they freak out about it. And yeah. He's like, oh, it's just the way it is. Like they'll get better. <laughs> yeah. So good. It's really it's kind of like Judy and Zach. I mean, without the people too, these amazing animals, you know. It's it's like the goodness in them can't come out without the goodness in their people, too. So it's so amazing to see all so that. So true. So uh, true. Let's go to our final call. Annette has a blue Russian uh, two-tone gray male cat, six years old. He's not been feeling well and um, has some oh. hair loss and weight loss. So let's find out uh, what's going on. Annette? Yep. Thank you for Yeah. Um, what's his name? His name's Troubles. Trouble, troubles and trouble. Okay, tell us what's what's been going on with trouble. Um, basically, he uh, started losing weight and hair, and I don't understand why. I have taken him to the vets, and they said that his hormone could be off, so they put him on a hormone pill, and we're only, like, halfway through that, but, like, he's refusing every food that, you know, like, first I had him just on dry food, and then I thought, well, maybe his teeth are starting to bother him, so I put him on soft food. And I read on the Internet that once a cat gets sick on a certain food, they won't eat that food again because they relate it to being sick. So it's like almost, you know, I can't get him to eat um, properly. And, like, uh, he'll eat human food, which, you know, I didn't give him a lot of that before. But that seems to be he wants to be eating, you know, more human food than cat food. I was wondering if you could tell me what's going on with him. Yeah, well, I think that's great that he wants to eat human food because I think that's probably a lot more nutritious. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think also you should get a second opinion with a vet. Okay. And so where is his his hair loss? Um, More in the in the rear end part, like his back legs and the yeah, like his front looks normal as far as his hair. But um, he's lost oh. probably, I would say, almost 30% of his weight because he was a little bit chubby before, not fat, fat, but just a little bit chubby. Oh. But now he's did really they, thin, you know. Did they pull blood on him? Did they do a blood panel? No, only thing that he did, like he gave him all his shots for the, um, you know, oh. the next three years, and they did oh a, a, worming, a worming thing. Okay. I right now am mortified at your vet because – Never, ever, ever should an animal get vaccines and a warming if they show signs of illness. Oh, really? Like, fire your vet, like, immediately. Um, you need to take him in and get a blood panel done on him. Okay. And uh, get a second opinion. Call around to all the high-end pet stores and, like, high-end doggy daycares and find out who the best vet in town is and take them to your vet. Okay. But I'm going to ask him. But to everyone out there, never, never. What? He is starting to get his hair back since being on the hormone pill, but it's only been uh, like halfway. It was only a six-week regimen, too. Your wet should not be putting him on medication without getting a blood panel done. Figures. Yeah, I would definitely, definitely. I'm mortified that they gave him shots. I'm sorry that that happened. Because that can make his immune system even worse. Well, let's let's yeah. talk to Trouble and get, see how he's get, feeling. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, let's get him and see how he feels. Sorry. 
I am feeling a little better, but it's like I have a burning in me. The whole stomach burns. When I pee, it burns. My hips hurt me when I walk. I feel really weak. Sometimes I've been having a strong afternoon, but I still don't feel that great. I want my mom to know that whatever happens, I love you. I want you to know that it's okay whatever happens to me. But I do love you. He's scared, I think, a little bit that he might pass away. Yeah, he, he um, like I said, no matter what I try to give him for food, he just isn't eating properly and, and he will eat what I'm eating. You know, um, oh, well, I know he I'll loves me, him. you know. Yeah, if it's healthy for you, it's healthy for him. And you could get him like a raw food, cat food, like that would have the complete diet for cats that will feel like a, like um, real food to him, people food. Mm-hmm. So do you feel that he feels like he's getting better or do you feel that he doesn't feel like he's getting better? I'd say, okay, he says that he has days where he feels better in the afternoon but it worries me that he says, whatever happens, know that I love you. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean that he's is going to die, but he it definitely is a thought in him that he may not get better. Mm-hmm. Okay. But we just yeah, compromise his immune system even more by giving him the vaccine, so he might feel worse before he gets better, because then now he has that in his system to battle. Right. Well, he he was throwing up all the time, and he's not doing that anymore. He hasn't thrown Good. up in a long time. Well, you, know? you, got, you so, have to get that blood panel and get in, get a second opinion in it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll do that. Yeah, give okay, us a call then. back and let us know. I yeah. will. Thank you so much. Okay, sure. thank you. Good luck. Get better trouble. I'm just so mad if that's when they do that. It's like veterinary 101. Yeah, I mean that isn't that the first thing I mean that's the first thing my vet always says is you got to get a blood panel because you can't figure out what you're going to do unless you get a blood pa- panel. Right, and never do vaccines when an animal is sick. Like that yeah. is just like the most like I'm so furious right now it's kind of funny. Yeah. Um <laughs> and so no, it's okay. I mean, you know what? I never knew a I have to say, I never knew about the titer until you told me. So, listeners, if you don't know about the titer test, definitely take your animals to get that. Right. And the titer is they can check the animal's blood to see if they have the antibodies already in their system because they say now that vaccines last seven years to a lifetime. And so, and the reasons why our animals have so much cancer and so much illness is because we over-vaccinate. So, yeah, so. get the titer. It's definitely worth it. I mean, for the health of your animal, rather than keep, you know, vaccinating, just if you have to vaccinate, get the tighter for sure. Right. Yes, it's worth it. Aloha has it. She does the tighter. <laughs> <laughs> She's laying out in the My sun right now. My guys do. My guys do. Okay. We got one, like, one quick minute. Let's go, Storm King. Okay. Words of wisdom. Okay. Who should we do? Should we do Stormy? Stormy, honey, do you want to do words of wisdom today? You got one minute. Everyone should listen to their animal. And how do they do that? Just look at them and open their heart. And then you'll hear them. Because I know you all are getting good at it. I can tell the audience is getting real good. Because I can hear all you guys thinking. And your animals are really excited that you're talking to them more. Oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. Thanks, Stormy. So if you all uh, want to write to Storm King, ask Storm King questions, you can email us at petpsychicradio at gmail.com. You can email Storm King, any of our family, Laura, me. And uh, tune in next year, uh, next week on uh, the Pet Psychic Radio Show to talk 
to the animals. Until then, you can go to thepetpsychic.com for more tips on talking to animals as well as private consultations with Laura. And don't forget to like us on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash petpsychicradio, where you can find more information about everything you heard on the show today. So don't forget to do that. And we'll see you next week. Talk to the animals. Talk to the animals. She can talk to the animals. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 